And what we're going to talk about today is going to take a lot of humility to receive it. In fact, humility is probably the cradle to hold this baby message in, all right? <clears throat> it's got to be there. <clears throat> um, when we come to Christ, we have an understanding that I don't know anything. You know? Like, yes. And it, I start over from scratch. And the reason why is because everything that I've done before up to this point has just failed. You see what I'm saying? And it's the difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. To understand that God really has the key to life. That God really has the answers to what you need. God has the whatever you needed to fill in the little holes in your life. Yeah. All the emptiness that you felt. Everything that never worked out. Uh, every purpose that was missing. We understand that He was the creator of our life. He understands all the things that we need. He understands what we were made for. He understands where we're going. And that we have to finally say, I have no clue what I'm doing. Mm. Amen. See, whenever we say that, that <clears throat> gives us opportunity to be able to receive from God. But if we continue to pretend that we know what we're doing, and that's what it really is, is pretending, then we will utterly fall on our face again and again and again. And the definition of insanity is to do the same thing again and again and again without and expecting a different result, you know? And and that's what people say, man, I got this. No, you don't, you know? Now, don't get me wrong. There's, uh, you know, we talk about this, you talk about this confidence thing. Listen, there is no confidence that's true confidence unless it comes from the Lord, mm -hmm. okay? Right. If we keep on doing our own thing, the truth is we live a life full of insecurity, mm. okay? Totally insecure, full of anxiety, full of fear, full of worry, you know? But what faith is, is total surrender. Total surrender. Mm. Faith is total surrender. Faith is total surrender. The title of our message is actually called... Absolute abandonment. Or absolute abandon. Our ship, dude, is going down. We got to abandon. Abandon the ship. All right, so check this out, man. <clears throat> I've had so many people just say, man, I want to kill myself. Well, the gospel gives you plenty of opportunity for that. Yeah, amen. If you will <laughs> follow Christ, you will die to self. Amen. Ooh. It's time to die, but not in the way you think. You may want to pull the trigger, but that's not what God's saying. He's saying there is a part of you that has to die. The reason why you're so in pain is because you've been doing it your way. Faith is total surrender, man. Faith is total surrender. Listen, faith is humility. Faith is to submit. Faith, listen, faith is humility. Faith is to submit. <laughs> Okay? Like it's what faith is, faith is believing in something you can't see. Amen. Faith is believing in something you can't see. If you can see it, if you can see it, it does not require faith. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just believing. It's kind of like pulling your parachute while you're on the ground. Mm. Mm. What's the point in it? It doesn't have any point. Mm -mm. Parachutes were designed for jumping out of airplanes, faith is designed for impossible things. Yeah. You know what's impossible? To die and keep walking. 
I'm telling you, brother. Man, Jesus is awesome. Amen. Woo! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, dude. Complete, absolute abandon. We've got to learn how to abandon all that we know. Everything that we perceive. Everything that we understand. You know, if you're cooking on a table, and there's literally, you know, poop on your table, like somebody went up there and took a dump, right? All right? Poop on your counter. And you start taking onions and chopping them up on there. Mm. And dicing up tomatoes and carrots. And you just catch it all up and stick it in a stew. In your grill. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I know it's a nasty picture, but it's supposed to be that way. Because that's our life. It's crap. Yeah. And then we want to start cooking on it and think it's going to turn out all right. You have got to scrap it all. Wipe the whole thing down. Clean it with some sanitizer. <laughs> maybe even get a new countertop. Bleach that thing. I'm probably a new countertop. <laughs> and then start cooking. You see what I'm saying? But if we expect to make a great meal... Cooking on top of crap, we're just going to have a nasty mess again. You know what I'm saying? It's complete abandonment. Now, now watch this. To 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 wipe the slate clean, does that mean that I hate the food? No. No, it means that I hate the counter. I hate I hate what was there. I hate what the mess. I hate the I hate the fact that it will never succeed because of the foundation I'm building on. Coming to this house before you come in to the house. And there's mold and mildew all over the drywall. And next thing you're walking around, and you're just walking on this. It's all bumpy. And, you know, the, in order to make it a safe, oh, the roof is leaking. You know what I'm saying? In order to um, to actually have a success story in renovating the house, mm. it had to be gutted. Okay? There's a dying process. There's a demo. Demolition. There is a demolition <laughs> process. Once you have the demolition done... Now it's time to build. But that's only because you've now started from the beginning and you've redone and leveled the floor and you redid the roof and now the house is ready to build in. You see what I'm saying? It's got a foundation. It's got a good foundation now. It's got a good roof. It's being protected. You see what I'm saying? All the yeah. basics, the bare bones. <clears throat> the problem is, though, we build our lives on sand instead of on a rock. Amen. You see? And then when our whole world comes crashing down, we want to know why we hurt so bad, you know? Yeah. And the truth is, we just didn't have the wisdom to build on a rock. Make sense? Uh -huh. And then a lot of times we'll even blame God. Well, why did you do this to me? He didn't do it to you. You just had a bad foundation. In fact, the perfect will of God was that you build on the rock. Uh -huh. But we didn't seek him first. We saw it ourselves. Man, but this would be a great place to have a beach house. Hmm. You know? Instead of seeking in first. Hey, where do I need to put this house? Where do I need to build? You see? Seeking the wisdom of God instead of the wisdom of man. There is a way that seems right to a man. To a man, but it always leads to destruction. Yeah. You see? We have to understand that our wisdom is faulty and that God's wisdom is perfect. This is why when I do things in this house, I was telling my dad, I was telling my dad last night, I can't fail. And I literally do things here that absolutely make no sense to human beings. And the reason why is because I fully submit to the Lord and I trust him. 
and I literally can't fail. You know, and I, that sounds really arrogant, but I'm not trying to be arrogant. What happens is I've fully submitted to God. That's not faith. I've submitted. What I, the thing is, it's not about me failing; it's about me trusting. Exactly. And I understand that I can't fail because He won't let me. Yeah. Exactly. I can make a mistake. And fail. And God will still cover my mistake. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I delight in the Lord. I only care. The only thing. See, the Lord knows my heart. The only thing I really care about is pleasing Him. So I'm not trying to just go do Zach's way because I'm not interested in Zach's way. Because Zach's way is sinking sand. You see? Mm -hmm. But when I trust in him only and I say, Father, what do you want me to do? I could even literally make a mistake and the Father will say, because he delights in me. He covers my mistakes. He's got your back. You see what I'm saying? Like chiropractic. It's a real relationship, you know? And I can't tell you how many times I've done something that just... I'm telling you, if you could invest in something and know you would never fail, wouldn't you take the risk? Almost everyone. I'm telling you, brothers. This life that I've chosen to live, especially starting with this ministry, has been a phenomenal, amazing, crazy journey where it looks like I'm going to fail every day. But it never fails. And the reason why is because I'm sold out. I'm completely, I've completely abandoned all that I've, I've, I have, all that I know, all that I understand to follow Christ and do what he's told me to do. And he has said, I'll take care of you. Zach. I'll make sure that it's going to work out. Listen, I, I have no money in the bank. You know? Don't feel bad if you are. And I, you know, <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, I don't feel bad. No, listen, listen. I, no, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a pity party. I'm, I'm actually trying to rejoice with you. I'm trying to explain oh, no, something. we're just being... Dude, listen, I walked up to a guy yesterday uh, over at O'Reilly's. And he says, oh, there's a good man right there. He's pointing at me. I come up there and we're talking. And he looks over at this other guy. He's talking to him. He says, man... I'm impressed with this guy's faith, man. I'm a minister. I would never do what this guy is doing. He says, this guy right here, he don't have any money, and he's building a house. Wow. <laughs> 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 he's building a house, and he ain't got no money. You know? And Bo there's God. no backup oh plan. Listen, yeah. dude, there's no backup plan. No I ain't got no plan B. It's God all the way. And that's what makes it faith. And that's what makes it faith. If God doesn't come through, I'm dead. I'm sunk. I am homeless. I have no place to go. I'm, I put myself in a situation hmm. where if the father, if my father just doesn't follow through, it's over. That's total faith. Every week on Friday when the bills are due, I experience this thing called absolute abandon. Saying, Father, I don't, I don't care that I can't even pay my bills right now. Because you know what, Lord? I know you're going to pay my bills. Hmm. You know? I want that faith. You're living it now? I'm telling Huh? I'm talking to you. He's living it now. To you a know? point. I'm telling you, brother. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I'm... The other day, I said, it's just a desire of my heart. I said, Father, I really want some Owl Drugstore. I want one of them, uh, uh, Burgers. Boy, them burgers are good. I said, Lord, I'm just going to go down there and see what happens. <laughs> I go in there. I mean, this is, I had no money. I had nothing. I was going there. I see a guy. He waves at me. I said, what's up, man? We talk. And so I sit down and I just order my food. Hey, man, I was like, I have no, I have no money. I don't, I can't afford this. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Hey, 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 you just ordered without, with no money. Okay, okay. I said, hey, uh, 
I mean, I have a little bit of money, so don't get me wrong. I mean, I would pay for it. I mean, like, oh, okay. But I, I just thought you like I just blankly just went in and ordered. But I can't that. afford it oh, because yeah. I can't even pay my bills. Right. At that point, so I'm sitting there. I just ordered the food, and as soon as I finish ordering my food, the man across from me says, "Give me that ticket." Whoa, it's good. <laughs> That's the Lord. It's good. It's good. Stuff. <laughs> I said, "Lord, uh, I need a sign." That this lawn service is what you're what we're supposed to be doing, you know. Just need one sign to confirm that I'm doing the right thing. Sat down, had a six thousand dollar list of items that we need to really have a very prosperous and successful lawn mowing service. And I talked to my wife and I said, Sarah, <clears throat> we need this stuff. We need this stuff. You know, and I've got this credit card over here. I want to go in there and, you know, it's got a certain amount of months, no interest. I'm thinking about going to buy this stuff. My wife's like, I don't want to do it. And I convince her to let me do it. So she submits to me as, a, as her husband. She says, Zach, if you want to go do it, you know, fine. So I get down there to Home Depot with uh, Brian over here. We're looking at push mowers and, and backpack blowers. And zero turns. And zero turns and all that stuff. And trailers. Everything. I'm needing a trailer bad, you know, mm -hmm. to even get started with some of this stuff. And I'm like, trying to, I'm thinking about buying it. I'm like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this. I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do this. And I'm trying to talk myself into it, but my spirit won't let me. Mm. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, I'm sold out for this. I know that I'm supposed to do it. I know that it's a risk I can make, and God's going to provide for me. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. I can take this. If I made a mistake and bought that, the Lord will provide for me. I know it. But the question is, is it perfect will of Father? So I'm trying to hear the voice of God. I'm sitting there. And I just, I mean, I came there to buy something, you know? And I get there, and I just can't, I mean, Brian's watching me like, what is this indecisive guy over here? He's like, <laughs> no, but you told me. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm, remember you're sitting on the zero turn, but what are you doing? Well, we're going to get something. You're like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting here from God. I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there. Waiting. He had a couple guys walk by. You're not going to get nowhere uh, driving that lawnmower like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I sat there, and eventually I just thought, man, I can't buy anything. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. I don't know I don't know how we're going to do this minute, this business. We're just going to go. So I'm going to leave. I don't know what's going to happen. Two days later, I get a text message. Hey, y'all, did y'all use the trailer? I'm like, what do you mean? I got a trailer I wanted to give y'all because your ministry I've been praying and the Lord told me to give you a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Woo! It's right outside right now. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and I look at it, I'm like, it's a flatbed trailer. Hmm. And it's got rails on the side, which I need for lawn service. Mm -hmm. You know? So I can't just have a flatbed. I have to have things up so I can tie things down and whatnot. Exactly. And uh, I'm like, this is perfect. It's the perfect size. It's the perfect will of the Father. I'm like, look at that right there, Lord. Zero turn right there. Right there. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. <laughs> and I'm about to do, you got the only zero turn if you get it. Oh, well, I see now, yeah, see, now I'm praying about that. I'm like, Lord, should I pull the trigger on that or not? So, anyway, dude. Uh, crazy. I mean, just crazy. Uh, it's a favor right there. Fear of the Lord. Hmm. You know when we when we got this house, man. Literally, I had a fifteen hundred dollar check that was given to me that I needed for the bills. And I get in here, I'm like, we have no hot water, no electric, There's nothing. Just say nothing. nothing. Just, just say nothing. Nothing. Just Pretty much, just boards. The wind won't blow on us. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
And if it rains, we might not get wet. <laughs> right, you wouldn't have been in the back room. But, you know, we will sleep with cats because they're crawling in. <laughs> cats. That's how we have to cover poles. But, you know, I, I went ahead and invested like $600 in electricity just so we could get started. You know, I said, all right, we're going to get started. We did some videos, put them on Facebook. I said, I need a water heater. The very next day, I get a call. Hey, I want to buy your water heater. I show up to, to home. I said, okay, great. He says, go to Home Depot, and I'm going to pay for your pay for it over the phone because I'm out of state. <laughs> He's not even in Texas. I mean, nice <laughs> I'm going to buy it over the phone. So I get down there to Home Depot to buy some stuff for this big beam we, we were building right here. And that was like a hundred and something dollars. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and buy that. So I'm, what I'm doing is I'm going shopping and trusting God's going to provide at the right moment. You know? Right in. Yeah. And the guy shows up at Walmart. I mean, at Home Depot and says, another guy. He says, anybody bought that uh, water here for you? I said, well, um, yeah, they're about to. I said, but um, I'm just coming up here for some beam. Buying a beam. Because have you checked out yet? I go, well, no. He goes, well, I got three hundred fifty dollars to spare. I said, well, I think I can put more stuff on the cart. <laughs> you know? He says, okay. So he goes in there, just buys me a Home Depot card for three hundred fifty bucks. Like, man, <clears throat> he stays around, starts shopping with me, looking at the at the water heater, putting it together. You know, getting all the parts he needs. So we finally call a guy for the parts. Whenever we purchase it, move it outside. We come back inside, and we start looking at uh, insulation and things like that. And this guy who's with me starts punching numbers. You know, it's cheaper if you just get 20 of them instead of 12. Like, he's like, a lot cheaper. And he's like, that would be 250 bucks, and then we could do this. And he's like, man, you really just need all your insulation. Zach, just just load up all the insulation you need. I'll, I'll buy it, the whole thing. <laughs> like, what? And so he's like, so 350 bucks. Went to 450 bucks. He upped his uh, gift to $450. Mm -hmm. It was actually about 500 when it was all said. Yeah, no, 200 bucks, basically. So he bought all the sidewall insulation right then, you know, which was I, I needed it, you know, to get weather, you know, uh, climate control, you know. And then uh, next thing you know, we start getting our, our, uh, our drywall in, you know. People donated that. People started donating plumbing. People started donating um, more electrical stuff, probably, you know. Uh, we've got a tub donated. We've got, um, I mean, just glory. What, what else? Some, the deed of the house, I finally got that, by the way. We, we don't, we're not lacking anything. So. We're not lacking anything. <laughs> well, we got so much work to do, we couldn't really get anything else. And, and you know, we got too much stuff right now, you know. Uh, but, you know, um, <clears throat> in all that mix, I ended up spending too much money because there's other things that just came up that, you know, I didn't have time to post Enjoy. or ask people for. So we we went in the hole about fifteen hundred dollars. We hold fifteen hundred dollars, you know. And then that month wasn't really great for some of our fundraising, and we're just trusting the Lord. So I take the biggest hit in my paycheck that I've taken since I've started. I mean, awful, well, the worst. Okay, and. I'm like, well, God's faithful. You know, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm going to trust the Lord. Well, about a year ago, the Lord told me, he said, why do you have, see, I, I, I do, uh, I'm, I, te I, when people get into practical living training, I'll teach you Dave Ramsey. 
um, the way to manage your finances. I've taught Gilbert, I've taught um, Cameron. I think I've been learning that the, the past three months already. <laughs> so, one of the things he teaches you is to have an emergency fund. And so you start out with a $1,000 emergency fund. And then you go into having like three or four months worth of emergency fund built up inside your bank account. You know, so in case you ever lose your job, you'll be able to be okay That's for three months, here. right? Three to seven months, whatever. And uh, so I had this thing building up, and the Lord told me about a year ago. Now, this is me and the Lord. This is my conversation with Him, my relationship with Him. Okay? Wisdom says have a storehouse. So I'm going to say that. But in my walk, the Father said to me, why do you have an emergency fund today? Well, what the Lord was preparing me for was something bigger than what I was experiencing then. I said, well, Dave Ramsey says have a have an emergency fund. So I'm obeying godly wisdom, and I've got an emergency fund in case of emergency. And the Lord told me, Zach, <clears throat> I'm your emergency fund. <laughs> that shows a lack of faith, right? Well, only if the Lord is telling you, okay? Because this is my personal well, conversation with the Lord. So I'm not I'm not actually rebuking the Dave Ramsey style because I actually believe it's godly wisdom, okay? Uh, because, but when you start going into a call of God in your life to trust in Him totally for your finances, okay? And God becomes your portion instead of what's in your storehouse. And trust me, I know how to have a port. I know how to have a storehouse. You know, I was good with my money. I've ne you know before I started the ministry, I never had less than two thousand dollars in the bank. You know, always had enough. Always had enough for emergencies. Always had enough to bless somebody. You know, if there was a part that went out on my car, I'd buy the part like that. Some a part went out on somebody else's car, I'd buy the part for them. You know, because I knew that, you know, I was blessed. I had a storehouse, and this is what it was for. So the Lord told me, he said, why do you have an emergency fund? Well, uh, for an emergency. And the Lord said, I don't want you to have an emergency fund. I said, well, what is this money for then? What do you want me it's my fund, Zach. This is the God fund. <laughs> okay? So I kept the money in the bank, in the storehouse, but it wasn't my emergency fund anymore. It was now, God, God whatever you want me to do with that money. In, in other words, I want you to surrender your finances to me, Zach. Mm -hmm. If I tell you to spend all of it to help somebody else, you're going sure. sure. to do that. I want, I want control of your, your bank account. You're going to submit to me and trust in my wisdom. So, the other day, took the worst hits in my paychecks, right, ever. Literally had no money in the bank. Couldn't even pay the bills. My alternator goes out of my truck. And I have not money, not enough money to buy. I sit there, dude. I'm driving down. The car keeps dying three times. I'm like, it's a dad gum alternator. Man. So I get down there at Walmart. A friend of mine sitting in the car seat next to me. He's pouring out his store to me. I'm ministering to him, and I get hit, boom, with the care of the world. And I look at him, I said, buddy, sorry, I can't give you anything right now. I got to go out and pray. So I'm sitting there in my dead car. I go outside, sit on the back of the, of the trailer, of the back of the seat there, or the back of the tailgate, put some worship music on. I'm praying, trying to get my faith, trying to dispel all unbelief. Like, Father, I finally said, Father. You told me a year ago that you were my emergency fund. And right now, Father, I cannot pay for this alternator. I don't have the money, and I need my truck. So I thank you, Father, that you are my emergency fund. 
and that you'll buy this alternator for me. So, James gets up in there, right? <clears throat> I called up James. James, come on up here, man. I need some help. And uh, <clears throat> my car keeps dying. And he comes up to me. And, of course, I'm sitting back there praying, trying to get my, my peace. James comes around, dude, just immediately shows up, gives me a hug. And I break. <laughs> like, you know, I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and I'm like, yeah. yeah Spiritual awakening. Yeah. Mm. And I caught my composure. I said, okay. All right. God's faithful. He's going he's gonna to give me my alternator. And that's the truth. And uh, I said, let's go. Let's jump my car. Let's get the advanced auto parts. Let's get a price. And I'm going to pray for my raven to show up. <laughs> if y'all don't know what that is, Elijah was on the brook where the ravens came and flew and fed him because he had no food. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm praying for my raven in the name of Jesus. So we get in the car. We drive down there to the <clears throat> advanced auto parts. He gives me the price. And I say, well, give me a sheet. And I it was the printout. And I turn around. There's $159 sticking in my nose. <laughs> of course, now I'm like, what the heck is this? It's for your alternator. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I, well, I ain't gonna turn this down, man. I need this bad. So I'm taking to pay for it. And then the guy starts. I told him what I was doing, my ministry and everything. And the guy at the register goes, "So what's the name of your ministry?" And I just at that dude, I was so taken, I couldn't even breathe. I just, I, I walked away, dude, and I just started worshiping the Lord and praying and crying and thanking, thanking my father for. You know, providing. for providing for my uh, alternator. And <clears throat> anyway, moments like that. My point is, man, you can't go wrong when you're serving the Lord and you delight in Him. And it may look like it's totally impossible, but I don't love my life even unto death. You know, I would die for my Lord and Savior. You know, so why not live well for Him? You know? Why not live well for him? Why not just die to myself now and live for him? Yeah. So. That's good. And those are just some testimonies. There's, I got testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony about God's provision for my life. And how he's just taking care of us. Um, where it looked totally impossible. And everything I've ever told people. Like, I knew this day was coming. I'm just going to tell you right now. I knew this day was coming. I knew that I would have to have a real impossibility. Absolutely no way out. And the reason why is because I've preached it so many times. Faith without impossibility. It's possible to have faith without impossibility. I've said that so many times. And, uh, you know, every month it feels like it's impossible. When the truth <laughs> is, it's not impossible. It's just uncomfortable. Amen. And every month it gets more impossible. And it's not that it's failing. It's, it's that succeeding. it's, yeah, uh, the Lord has given me even more opportunity for faith. Mm. I obey him. It looks impossible. He comes through. That's the story of my life. It's awesome. And to really understand that when you submit to the Lord, that you can't lose anything, even though you lost everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't lose anything I can't lose it's so awesome Like it, the game is rigged it's a ringer 
It's rigged. The devil can't win. So cool. So, on that point, I want to take you to the heart of scriptures. All right? 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. On the board. <laughs> First John two. Verse fifteen through seventeen. And we're also going to be at First John verse two through uh, four through six. And we're also going to be in James. I'm going to just write off all my scriptures here. James four <clears throat> verse three through ten. And I'll bring up the rest later. Okay, so we're going to go over here to 1 John chapter 2. I have to record these testimonies because I forget about them. There's so many. <laughs> I have to start recording them all the time. I need to start sharing these testimonies on camera because I will not remember them. There's too many of them. Uh... 1 John 2, 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, watch this, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride in possessions is not from the Father but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. The desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride in possessions. <clears throat> if what you're seeking is hinging on these things right here, the desires of the flesh, the desires... Does anybody have a, a King James Version? Yeah, that is right here. In the pride in possessions. I'm curious on what it says there. Pride in mm. possessions. 15 through 17, right? No. 1 oh, John yeah. chapter 2, yeah, verse 15. You may be in the book of John, which is the Gospel of John. Which... John. John. Oh, good. 1 John 2, 15. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. Say it one more time. The what in the flesh? What? For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh. Okay, lust. And the lust of the eyes. Okay. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the but is of the world. Pride of life? Yes. Okay. So you, you what what this is describing to you what it means by love of the world. The lust of the flesh or desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes and the pride in possession or the pride in your life or the pride in your success and failure. Okay? Basically anything that the world has to offer you. Okay? What we're talking about here is adultery. Mm. If we decide to love God, with all of our heart and all our soul and all our mind, okay, yeah. our, our strength and whatnot, right? 
then if we love the world and what it has to offer us is spiritual adultery, yeah. which is actually called idolatry. Mm -hmm. Idolatry equals adultery. Yes, sir. Okay? Equals adultery with God, against God. Yes. This is actually why adultery is so wrong. Because when you're unfaithful to your husband or your wife, it is a picture of being unfaithful to God. Okay? Yes. The marriage relationship is a perfect picture of our relationship with God. Okay? So, when we see these uh, scripture verses I'm going to talk to you about, you have to think about it in light of adultery. Am I faithful to him and him alone? You see? Faithful to him and him alone. Or am I pursuing what this world has offered? Okay. Let's go, uh, what's it say here? It's not, uh, watch this. It says, um, and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about, again, putting your faith and trust in faulty things. Pursuing the thing that will fail yeah. you. <laughs> if you knew, look, look. Remember a second ago I said, if you knew it would never fail you, wouldn't you invest in it? Yes. What if you knew it was going to fail you? Ooh. Would you invest in it? That would just be stupid, right? Mm -hmm. It would be total foolishness. The scripture says very clearly right here that the world is passing away along with its desires. So, it's giving us the answer. The things that we pursue in place of God, they will perish. Perish. They will fail. So, if we know the answer already, yet we still go after it, then it's just foolishness. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. All right? We want wisdom. All right. That's the difference between God's wisdom and man's wisdom. Hey, thanks so much to all of our listeners. We're so excited about the, what the Lord is doing here at Bold as a Lion Ministries. If this video or audio touched you in any way, shape, or form, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor or giving a one-time donation so that we can make more videos bigger, better, stronger, and reach more people for the gospel. Uh, please, if you haven't been connected to us through our website, please go to balmzs.com. Uh, that'll take you right to our website. Uh, we also have YouTube. Uh, we have a podcast on uh, iTunes, on Google Play. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. Get connected to us. The Lord is doing so much in our ministry, and we're so excited about what the Lord's doing, and we could not do it without you and your support. You are very, very important to us. So please connect to us. Contact us. Get excited about what the Lord's doing because what the Lord's doing here, he can do in your community just as strong. We thank you so much once again. God bless you. Have a great day.